0: Hey Church, so great to be able to connect with you. We are still in our series where we're looking at conversations. I'm sure that you will agree with me. Jesus' conversations with people are epic. They are exciting. They're dynamic. They're challenging. But today's conversation has to top the list because today's conversation is Jesus' conversation with a dead man. Yep, you heard me right, with a dead man. And we find this in John chapter 11. You have to understand, John's... On a whole different wavelength to the other disciples when they write um, their gospels, John's gospel is all about proving that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of the living God. And so this miracle that we see in John chapter 11, spoiler alert here, Lazarus, who this chapter is about, is going to die, and he's also going to be resurrected. Just so just so you know, I don't want you to have that tension throughout the whole of this talk, but this is a crescendo in Jesus' ministry. This is an absolutely epic moment. It was proof to the Pharisees and the ruling party, all of their times when they come and they test to see whether or not Jesus just might be the one who he says that he is. This is one of the signs that they are looking for. It was said that only the Messiah would be able to bring somebody back from the dead after after three days, because the Jewish people believe that after three days, it was impossible for somebody to be brought back. And for any of you that don't know the story, essentially what has happened is Lazarus has become very ill. His name, interestingly, in he- Hebrew, Eleazar, means the one who God helps. The one who God helps has become really ill. And his sisters, Mary and Martha, Part of this family that the Bible is really clear and re-emphasizes a number of times. This family who Jesus loves has sent servants to come and say, come quickly, Jesus. Just, we, we know that if you come, he's going to be OK. And to cut a long story short... The Bible says that when Jesus hears this news, he waits and he waits out for another two days uh, where he where he is. And then he makes the journey to Bethany just outside of Jerusalem, by which time Lazarus has died. Mary and Martha, they come and they, and, and they approach Jesus and they come to say how disappointed they were that he wasn't there in time. And that's where we're going to pick up. We're going to pick up in verse 33. It says this, when Jesus looked at Mary and saw her weeping at his feet and all her friends who were with her grieving, he shuddered with emotion and he was deeply moved with tenderness and compassion. And he said to them, where did you bury him. Let's stop right there for just one second. You know, Jesus is moved with compassion. He is, God is not some stoic, philosophical judge in the air who doesn't understand what we are going through. It says right here that Jesus is moved in the core of his being. The actual word there for compassion is, uh, in in Greek, it's like a a bowel movement. It's like this wrenching, gut-wrenching emotion that Jesus feels for the situation. And Jesus says, well... Where did you bury him? If you rock back to verse five, it talks about the fact that Jesus loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And then verse six says, so he waited. Now, that's really interesting to me, because if the scriptures had have said, but Jesus waited, then that would suggest to me that Jesus was busy. He had some people he had to look after. We know that Jesus' ministry was full on all the time. Everybody wanted a piece of Jesus, but that's not what it says. It says, because of his love for them, so he waited. What do we do with that? Why would Jesus do that? Have you ever been in a position where you thought, God, if you love me, why aren't you showing up in my situation? Have you ever been in a situation where you've thought, surely if God is loved, then he would do something about X, Y and Z. He'd do something about the suffering in the world. I don't know about you, but I've thought those things before. And I'm sure that Mary and Martha are like, why, where is Jesus? Why isn't he showing up? Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt like, God, where are you? Can't you see what we are going through? right here. You say that you love us, but I don't see you right now. And that so is there because God will allow us sometimes to walk through things because he wants to show us something greater than what we have experienced. We have the insight of hindsight when we come to this story. We know what is going to happen, but they didn't know what was going to happen. So often we're sold this idea that faith is this formula. If I do this, then God will do this. But faith is not a formula. Faith is patience in the midst of mystery. It is patience and trust in God's character, even when we don't see him do what we expect him to do. The book of Hebrews says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Do we trust him today, church? Do we trust him in those moments where it doesn't look like everything's happening the way that we want it to happen? God's love language is trust. What moves God is trust in him. And so Jesus says, where have you buried him? Where have you buried Lazarus? And I believe that God wants to say to us today, where have you buried your disappointment? Where have you buried those dreams that weren't fulfilled in the way that you thought, thought that they would be fulfilled? Where have you buried those hopes? Because that is exactly where I want to go today. And Jesus goes on and he says to them, "Okay, roll away the stone from in front of that tomb. I want to say to you today, God will move heaven and earth on your behalf. He will step in and he will do the impossible. But he expects you and I to do the possible. He expects us to do the uncovering. We need to be willing to go to those places, those buried places, those places of death and to uncover them, to allow God to do what only he can do. And the stone is rolled away. And the Bible says that Jesus, he groans in his spirit, uses this term. He is indignant. He is full of anger at death, at this thing that should have never existed. God knows that we were created to be eternal. And death and sickness and sin and pain and suffering angers him to the core of his being. In fact, in Aramaic, the word is his nostrils flared in anger. And his conversation with that dead man was brief. His conversation was Lazarus, come forth. And Jesus's conversations with the dead things in our lives are short and they are brief. His conversations are a declaration of life over those things that we thought that it was too late for. In fact, the word when it says come forth actually means come out. This is the way out. It's the idea of the picture there is like giving directions to somebody trapped in a maze or trapped in a gloomy dungeon. And I want to say to you today that Jesus is your way out out Jesus is my way out psychology might help friends might help self-help books might help but Jesus is the way the truth and the life and he is the answer to whatever you are going through right now and Lazarus that dead man walked out of the grave I want to say to you today whatever it is that is dead God is resurrection life and he can bring life back to whatever you have lost He comes out of the grave and Jesus says to the people standing around, untie him and let him go free. I want to say to you, this is my last point, I promise, that Jesus wants to do the impossible in our lives, but he expects us to take away those shrouds of death. He expects us to do the unraveling. He expects us to do the hard work that only we can do. So who is it in your life that you need to bring that truth to? Who is it that you need to help unravel those grave clothes from? I believe that God wants to raise us up and wants to speak to those areas right now and to set us free and to see us walk out into the resurrection life that he has for us. I want to encourage you as you go out into this week to look for those things, to roll away the stone and to allow Jesus to bring resurrection life to every single area of your life and the life of all of the people around you. God bless you.